Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and we hope you had a good 4th of July weekend. How was yours, Bren? Uh, very warm. It's, I don't know if there's a heat wave or what, but it definitely got hotter this weekend than like the last uh, few weeks or so. So it's like, oh, right on time where everyone's trapped inside and just boiling in their own broth. Yeah, no, it was super hot. I was lucky enough to spend some time with some family and get in a pool and stuff. Uh, there was some drama there, but I'm not going to go into it in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, long story short, uh, had a great 4th of July weekend. In fact, got some, some surprise fireworks like all around my house. In fact, right before we started recording, we had to postpone recording because there was just fireworks everywhere and it was just insane. So it was kind of cool, though, but I'm sure some people might have been mildly annoyed. <laughs> There were a few. We did like a test where it was like, no, I can't hear that. And then there was one that just like, I could hear it shaking your mic. Yeah, that guy had illegal fireworks. I don't know what they're dealing with. I mean, Pennsylvania, all like all fireworks are illegal besides like sparklers because Pennsylvania is just boring as shit. Yeah, well, and <laughs> these are the ones launching into the sky and I could yeah, see them from all illegal. directions. It was kind of, I counted four separate people setting them off all around my house and I'm like, Man, next time I should have had the family over here for the fireworks show. I had no idea. I mean, it has the benefit. If you got a clear skyline, like you're not in like a valley area, it's like, yeah, you'll you'll see them for a, a good distance because, yeah, people buy a big loot. I remember always my grandpa lives in Lancaster, which is like more of like the farm area where all the Amish is for people yeah. who don't know Pennsylvania. And I remember just like anytime during the summer you go into Lancaster, there's just pop-up tents on every road where it's just like, here's a bunch of illegal fireworks. I'm like, how are you – how are you selling these? Like, yep. how, how are you getting away with this? They have their ways. Uh, you just th- throw up some peaches and oranges like when the cops drive by and be like, oh, it's fruit. How are we getting away with this podcast, Brent? It's been it's, years. Uh, I don't know how it's still going, but I'm I'm semi-proud of that fact. But anyway, we can go on. This is a video game podcast for anyone who <laughs> happens to be new. That never happens, but we welcome you <laughs> if that is the case. Please Maybe- let us know. Tell a friend. Now. Tell a family member. Tell a phone. I was waiting for it. Awesome. All right. Well, the that's classic the bit that, that no uh, one likes but me. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but that's the thing. We've actually been playing video games, and I feel like that yeah. maybe it's a weird episode for you to hop on the show and be like, oh, they <laughs> actually talk about video games. But uh, <laughs> I've been playing a lot lately, Bren. How about you? Uh, I've, I've got a good deal under my belt. It's I st- I'll say right off the bat, though, I talked about buying devil may cry 5 and persona 4 still haven't touched those um because i've had other stuff well those are but massive games that's that's the thing i want to give myself time because devil may cry is an action adventure with a big like fighting mechanic like yakuza not not identical but like it's only got similar feels so i want to give myself time between yakuza 0 and uh devil may cry yeah um and then because <laughs> god knows i know nothing about devil may cry let's jump in at the fifth one i'm sure i'll be fine I don't need any backstory. Maybe you'll be fine. Sometimes yeah. that works out and you, you'll you find that like you want to go into the back catalog, but uh, yeah. I don't know. It depends. I heard this is one where it's like Dragon Quest Eleven stuff where it's like this is a game and a long-running franchise, but it's just good on its own. Like like having all the lore and history of the character stuff is beneficial, but by itself, this is also just a standalone good game. And it was on sale. So I was just like, eh, fuck it. Let's, you know, why not? Totally. Um, and talking with you, we were working out the Twitch account. I'm hoping my internet might be more stable. And I was going to try and stream Persona 4 because it's a PS Vita game that got ported onto Steam recently. So Persona 4 Golden is like the remastered one. Okay. So I, I've been holding off on that one, trying to hope I can maybe stream it one day when my internet is garbage. Yeah, good luck. I really yeah, hope we'll you see. 
can. Yeah. Speaking of streaming, I do want to give a shout out to one of our only listeners, the Melting Pat himself, Pat Johnston. <laughs> he started a Twitch channel and I was tuning uh, in. In fact, I'm going to try to help him uh, figure some things out because he uh, doesn't have like the chat on the screen just yet, but I can give him some tips and tricks. Uh, but yeah, he's playing all sorts of I watched him stream some wrestling games. Uh, he's going to do Tony Hawk. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. It'll probably just be at the melting pad at Twitch. So if you want to check that out, listener, you can check out our listeners account. <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time to experiment with this shit because lockdown's not stopping anytime soon. No, and we have a Twitch account. We need to just do it more often. I feel like I have no excuses anymore. I have the <laughs> the capture card for the Switch. It's just like a hassle to set it all up. But yeah. the nice thing about PS4 is it makes it very easy to do stuff. But then again, like there's, I don't know. I feel like I have a tough time uh, interacting with people there. I've, I've noticed the problem with me is I always enjoy, like the reason I like roguelike so much is on my second monitor, I have like a show going or like a podcast or music going. And, like I like having something else going and I can't do that while streaming. Like, right. That's the point of streaming. So uh, I got to break that habit of mine. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, as, I guess as far as the games I've been playing, I was really diving back deep into the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game and oh man it's fucking phenomenal I'm I'm I think I'm playing on easy mode so like I really shouldn't have any excuse of like getting stuck on stuff but like the fighting <laughs> yeah. mechanics I feel like uh I'm getting more familiar with it but I do just end up kind of like rinse repeating and spamming like the same like uh energy attack to really just take a lot of damage at once uh but for the most part I'm getting S scores on my fights and every now and then I'll get an A I haven't gotten anything below that so it, clearly yeah I'm playing on easy but uh it's <laughs> really fun that's why I'm playing on easy cuz I just want to have a fun time with it which I am and god just like the opening uh video and song it's just like very nostalgic and just fantastic uh i'm and then the i just beat frieza it felt incredible like turning super saiyan for the first time and the way they present the story is just like very concise and accurate so far i've oh that's one thing i have like a major complaint and i almost need like the kame house guys to get back on our <laughs> show about this it yeah. was like fucking insane how the Dragon Balls on planet Earth vary from the Dragon Balls on planet Namek in many ways. So yeah. you can make only when you summon Shenron on Earth, you can have any one wish granted. So it's like, OK, cool. Let me wish for like everyone from the Holocaust that died to come back. And it's like, you can do something like that because it's the ability to bring that many people that were killed in one catastrophe. You can do something like that yeah. in Namek. You get three wishes, and you can only bring one person back at a time. And I'm thinking to myself, who the fuck made these rules or stipulations? <laughs> it's so random because, yeah, it, and it's very convenient for them to be like, oh, well, we can't do that. And I'm like, well, fuck, why not? So right, I don't know. There's right there is your answer. It's convenient. Yes. For the God damn it, though. It was just so insane, like, when I had this realization, because a lot of these things I didn't even remember. I'm like, oh, Captain Ginyu could switch bodies and shit? I'm like, man, I literally saw that as it aired live as, like, a middle schooler. So, like, the last time I saw that happen was decades ago at this point. And I'm like, oh, man, there's some cool stories that, that I'm re re-remembering but then shit like that with like oh but then we can't fucking wish tn piccolo and chaozu back at one time it's like fuck that i don't know and then they did <laughs> have some back? 
Well, I for, for, so Tien, Tien's not alone, but that's the thing. <laughs> I feel like they did uh, come up with like a genius plan of like, oh, we'll just fucking transport everyone to Earth, uh, bring back a Piccolo, so then Kami's back, and then we have the Earth Dragon Balls, and then we can do everything we want to do. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. But like, goddamn, it was a crazy time. And that's what I mean. Now I'm into the Android saga, and I'm fucking loving every second of this game, Brent. It's like the open world Dragon Ball Z game. I feel like even if I don't want to play the story, and I just want to literally just jump around and fly in the sky as Goku or Piccolo or Krillin in like really good graphics. I'm just able to do that and live that fantasy of just like, let me just go kill some time and collect some orbs or whatever the fuck. So it's, it's just scratching the perfect like Dragon Ball Z itch for me. And I feel like for a long time, I always like was craving and looking for the perfect Dragon Ball Z game for me. And I know Fighter Z isn't it, although it looks awesome. And mm-hmm. Xenoverse on PlayStation 4 right uh, now, in fact, if it, maybe that's the time this airs, this might not be the case, but you might want to look into it, listener. Xenoverse is only $4 on the PlayStation Store. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to do this. But I didn't know anything about it, so I watched a trailer, and it looks very cool. I... I'm almost sold. For $4, I should just do this because I'm having so much fun with Kakarot, but I have a feeling it'll leave a little bit to be desired. But if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, that's the game where you create your own, like, Dragon Ball character and you're yeah. the one, like, interfering with the story to, like, make sure that things happen the way they do. I, I'm like, It's an MMO. Yeah, I'm like, ugh, I don't really know if I care about that aspect, but... It might be fun for $4, but that's, here's a weird complaint though. So it's like, okay, Xenoverse, when did that come out? Fucking 2013. Xenoverse Ooh. 2 came out in 2016. And guess what that's selling for? $60. 45. Oh. And I'm like, how? That doesn't make <laughs> any sense to me. This isn't fucking Mario. Like, I don't know. So that was kind of, uh, put a bad I mean, taste in my mouth. Cause it's like, I would love to buy Xenoverse for four bucks and yeah, Xenoverse 2 for 20. <laughs> <laughs> and be able to play both. It's a fucking four-year-old game. I, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into the price. So, for example, the Quantum Dream games all came to Steam recently. So you got yeah. like Beyond Two Souls and Heavy Rain and Detroit Becoming Human. And it's like, oh, these are all pretty cheap for games that just came to Steam. Because they're not great. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like Xenoverse 1 might be like really buggy or something and then they fixed all in Xenoverse 2 or something. So they might be charging you more for like the known better product sort of thing. Yeah. So it might be something like that. Or That um, makes sense. Yeah, there's a few ports that came to Steam recently where it's like, oh, this is still a pretty new game or something. It's like, oh, this is real cheap. Like this is su- suspiciously cheap. So. <laughs> exactly so yeah it's just frustrating that two is that expensive and so i clearly won't be playing that one because i i'm just happy i have kakarot god it's everything i wanted and i'm just loving the story i think there's like a season pass to like do gt stuff eventually i'm not sure if that's like built into the game or if you have to like pay for it i don't know i don't even know the story to gt because as like a an american kid i didn't have access to it i was always like in the blockbuster like seeing like gt stuff on the magazines and stuff and not ever being able to like rent the vhs's that's how old i am <laughs> <laughs> no gt wasn't vhs uh gt was on toonami because i remember watching it oh you did okay well then yeah. i wasn't up that late as a kid and must have missed it I, yeah that might be in like later high school or college for you it's i mean you know also much has been like hey dragon ball doesn't have the best story like akira toriyama like so good with character designs like undeniable iconic characters not great stories. <laughs> like, yeah. Even back from like 
Frieza sagans of it. Just like, oh, they just scream until they get stronger and then they fight. Like, yeah, that's that's what happens. No, for sure. I do love the story of the or like the story behind Trunks, and that was cool. Like having him uh just destroy Frieza and just like uh, tell Goku, like, yeah, I'm from the future and I'm Vegeta's son. And he's like, well, who's your mom? And he's like, Palma. <laughs> Yeah, it's before so Bulma knows, and she keeps hitting on future trunks. Oh, god damn weird. it. That's right. Ugh. Uh, GT was 2005. 2003 to 2005. Okay. So, whatever. Wherever you were at that point in your life. I can't remember that far back. We're gonna move on. Uh, that's the thing. I, as, that's basically it. I'm having a blast with Kakara, and then I got on my phone, believe it or not, the game Grease, G-R-I-S. Oh, yeah, I had that for I got that for Switch. Yeah, you had played it and beaten it, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm only maybe in this the beginning still with, like, the wind pushing me around and stuff and just, like, kind of solving puzzles. I'm early into it, but uh, atmospherically, it's really good. I'm not sure it was the right buy for the phone, though. <laughs> I, I feel like I would that. love to play this game on the Switch, and I am not really thrilled with the controls obviously it's just as simple as can be you just like move with your left thumb and then a tap with your right thumb to jump but uh yeah it just feels like i would much rather have analog sticks for that Mm -hmm. it's pretty simple controlized it's just a platformer um yeah like i said atmospheric beautiful is all hell like it looks like a watercolor yeah Um, but yeah i remember some of the controls being like kind of a little fidgety or a little precise like you need to be a little precious with it and I can't imagine doing that on a phone where your thumbs are covering part of the screen as well. Like, yeah. I can't imagine that being good. It's going to be interesting. And it did say as you boot it up, it's like, this game's best played with headphones. And I have yet to do that yet. So I would like to do that to <laughs> the see. The music's great. The music's yeah. phenomenal. So that's another one I've been playing. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Not really worth mentioning. But yeah, Madden 20, always uh, starting up a game every now and then just to play some football because I miss it. <laughs> Gotta uh, scratch that itch, because who knows when the next season will be. Well, and that's the thing. There's all, like, talks about people signing for millions of dollars and this and that, so I I guess they intend on playing. In fact, yeah, Tom Brady went from the Patriots to the, uh, who did he go to? Shit. Uh, whatever. Uh, the Browns, maybe? No, fuck. I forget, no, but... God, I don't know anything about football. I know that's not right. <laughs> that just shows how much little that. I know. But I do know Cam Newton is going to be the new guy in, in New England, and people are, like, all, like, kind of uh surprised by that but like they're paying him next to nothing it's kind of crazy but yeah this is a sports podcast (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh i'm in the wrong place yeah no it's fine but no brent what have you been playing that's basically the extent of it i'll try to remember if there's something i forgot i've surprisingly been playing a good amount i don't know what happened i i guess i found good games i don't know (laughs) that actually caught my attention um yeah last recording we're talking about how i was in the middle of the end of yakuza zero like while we were recording yeah um and it was a smart call to postpone postpone that game until we recorded because yeah it was another like another 45 minutes easy of like cutscenes and shit yep um still good like still good game objectively a good game not denying that don't give a shit about any of the side quests like some were fine but the way like the problem is some of them you have to go out of your way of like, oh, that person's doing something. Let me see what's happening. But a lot of them was just like while you're walking down the street, they pull you into it. So you don't have a choice. And just like 
in the beginning, there's so many that just pull you right into it. It got so annoying. I was like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. And like I said, the dialogue just went on and on and on and on. And for a cutscene where it's a character I've known and seen him interact with the main character for the last 45 hours, sure. For some random asshole, I'll never see again after this cutscene. No. Like, it. so, uh, did enjoy Yakuza. It was a very impressive game. Uh, got me a mad Hanafuda addiction from it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I think I'll probably end with the Yakuza 0. I don't see myself digging further into that franchise. Okay. Um, just because, like I said, the combat was enjoyable at times, but once I found one that worked, I just kind of sped through it. Yeah. And talking to some other people that played it, who a guy who went back and got a platinum trophy after he replayed it. Um, yeah, he was like the same way. He's like, oh, I mixed it up the first time I played, but then the second time I played through, yeah, I just picked these two where, that were the most effective and just grinded through all the fights as fast as possible. So it's just like, yeah, you, know, you have all these options, but they, they, don't, they don't matter if they all suck except for one. Right. So, um, so I beat that, and then I bought Outer Wilds. Which oh, is, shit. Okay. Yeah. I think it was originally on console and it got ported to Steam a little later. Yep. Uh, but it got like a BAFTA award and stuff. Like it's got pretty big recognition to it for being like a very uh, well done artistic game. And that one I had to play with a controller. And I think I might be allergic to my controller. What? There was enough dust on it and maybe I'm allergic to dust and didn't realize it or something. Um, but after playing Yakuza 0 and Outer Wilds with a PS3 controller, my one my right hand started breaking out in like small hives and it hasn't gone away in like a week. So oh, I'm just like, damn. Huh. <laughs> I don't know if like it might be heat. I know I like tend to like have sensitivity to the weather changing rapidly. So, yeah, like, I've had cold that. hives for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what it is, but my hand is just now like it's not getting better. <laughs> so that I'm just sucks like, ass. <laughs> I'm wondering, I'm like, is it the controller? Like I wiped it down just to be safe. Um, oh no, COVID controller. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Yakuza, I think, is strongly recommended to play with a controller. Outer Wilds, I can't imagine not playing it with a controller. Like, I, I tend to prefer just keyboard and mouse just because it's already what I have set up. Like, yeah. I, that's really the only preference I have. Is It's just already what I have. I don't need to establish anything else. Um, and my the, the USB wire on my controller kept falling out while playing Yakuza, so that was just annoying. But yeah. Outer Wilds is a space exploration game, like very heavy on the exploration part with puzzles in it. Um, the best way I can describe it is imagine Portal without the Portal gun and in space in, in a self-contained solar system. Like That's cool. Five, five planets. It's yeah. gorgeous. The music is great. It's very clever. Um, when I started the game, it has to like load a bit. I was like, oh, why is a game like this loading? Like, Shouldn't you just get right into it? It shouldn't really need load times per se. But that's because it's creating the solar system you're in all at the same time. There's no load screens like between planets or anything. It's just like, nice. It just loads it all at once. And then once you're in it, you just explore until you're done, until you, you know, turn the game off. Um, but yeah, so you're just this little alien. There's really not a lot of story to it. You're just this little alien on a planet that's got this space program and you're the next astronaut going out. And uh, all the other explorers went out or on different planets so there's like five people in the uh space program and they're all on the different planets and you're able to find them with this like stethoscope gun where it's like you can hear noises depending on where you're pointing it at so you're able to track down exactly where they are and you can be like oh i'm pointing my you know 
gone at this planet, you hear a banjo, you point it at the moon, you hear a guy whistling. So you're able to like fly to them and find them and stuff. Okay. And it's just piecing together information about like what's happening, what's going on in the solar system. Because there's a race of aliens before you that had much more advanced technology that even your species has incorporated. So you can send out like a little space probe with you to like help you scout out areas. And then when you want to bring it back, it teleports back to you. But then your your spaceship is just like wood paneling. So I was like, what the fuck? It's like, oh, the little scout they have was taken from technology from the previous race. So that's why it's so much more advanced than what you have. Um, so stuff like that where it's like, oh, that's a neat idea. Um, and yeah, you just explore. And it's just a lot of really zany stuff happens with like the f- real physics. Um, so uh, one planet you go to is called Brittle Hollow. And it's because there's a black hole in the center of the planet. And it's the only thing that's on it is like the outside crust of it and it's collapsing as time's going on and like your run uh, parts of the planet are just collapsing into the black hole oh shit. so depending on how long you're there the less and less planet there is and um after the first time you play you die it's not a spoiler it's the first time you play yeah um you die and then something happens you wake back up at your campsite on you the same way the game starts and you find out the universe is looping in like a 22-minute interval. Yes. So after 22 minutes, you just start back over and do it all over again. Yes. I remember Matt Owen from the Super Gamecast 64 podcast was like super hyping this game up. I, it, I definitely yeah. want to get my hands on it at some point, but I know I just kind of been delaying it. But man, it just conceptually alone, it sounds really cool. It, it's one of those games where I knew it got a lot of hype, so I like didn't really want to dig too, uh, into it. Yeah. And then I saw it on sale. Um, but I can say without a doubt, it definitely earned its praise and hype and, you know, all the awards it's gotten. Awesome. It's not flawless. It's not like, oh my God, like there's no animation for the characters when they talk and stuff. Yeah. You can tell it's definitely a small team, but it's a small team that had an idea and stretched it to its very limits and did just really, really cool shit with it. Definitely. Um, so uh, when you die, you wake back up at your campsite and you just go off again. And you don't know why this is happening at first. Uh, and I won't spoil it. Yeah. Um, but you just go to these different planets. The next planet is Giant's Deep, which is just a planet that's covered in a perpetual storm. And there's like hurricanes going all the time. And it's just covered in water. And then if you go into the water, there's a current. So you can't go too far deep. It cuts you off and pushes you back out. Um, but because there's hurricanes all the time, stuff gets weird. Like there's five islands on that planet. And if you're on one of them, sometimes it gets launched into space by the, hur- by the cyclones. Okay. And then it'll just drop back down. Like, it will it won't leave the planet's gravity. So, you, like, you'll be on it, and then all of a sudden you just see stuff, like, floating a little bit. And you're like, what? And the whole island is just lifting up into space and then comes crashing back down. Damn. Um, the weird part is you, you find some stuff where you can, like, you, you find a cave so you don't go flying out when it's, you know, drifting through orbit. Um, but one of the weird stuff is I was on one of those islands exploring... And when I was doing it, I was like, oh, yeah, let me look over here. Let me look over here. Huh, there's a weird, like, hit whistling noise, like a weird hissing noise coming in. And I just look up, and it was one of the islands coming back into orbit from space, and it crushed me. It killed me instantly. So there's Damn. just weird physics stuff that'll just be happening, and it happens, you know, all the time, every cycle. And they can just kill you. But you just start back over again. So I just right. had an island thrown on top of me and crushed me. <laughs> or, um... In your spaceship, it's, like, real momentum where, like, 
if you're if you're traveling forward for a bit, you're building up speed, but it doesn't seem like you're going any faster because it's so fast in space. So by the time you actually come to your pl- the planet you want to land on, you're going like 500 miles an hour. What? But it doesn't seem like that. So you just crash into it. Or I'm flying to one planet. I hit the autopilot on. Autopilot just sends you on a straight sh- uh, line there. It doesn't fly mm-hmm. you around obstacles. It's that smart. So I was like, oh, cool. Let me fly out of this planet's orbit, turn on au- autopilot, and I flew into the sun. Just head first <laughs> into the sun. And there's an achievement for like dying in the first minute of the game, and that's what that's how I got it because I just flew right into the sun without realizing it. That's fantastic. So there's just like a lot of shit that's like really cool, and I and you just find out these little clues about this other spe- race before you, and it's really neat the way you can just find stuff and learn like oh this ties with that planet. Let me go to that planet. Oh, I can go back here now, and it just all ties together. Yeah. Because there's no there's no progressive there's no clear line where it's like go here go here go here go here you just discover it on your own at your own time so yeah the first planet I went to I discovered some end game shit like immediately but I didn't know that because I didn't have context for it yet that makes sense it's a really cool way of like keeping the sense of exploration within a game and making it feel like you're actually exploring and learning stuff by learning just random bits of information that you can then later pull together yeah it's really bad when you actually want to finish the game and have to piece everything together. Oh, um, sure. So without any spoilers, I was missing like a very crucial piece of evidence that I just, I didn't know. I didn't know it existed. So I didn't know where to hunt for it or find it. So that's when I, I'd say I probably got about 85% of the way through the game before I looked up a guide and I was like, okay. oh, this guide helps so much. And like some stuff has to be like some stuff you to do is time sensitive within that 22 minute interval. And if you don't get there within that, you know, specific uh, minute that it's doing that thing, you'll you would never know something happened there, right? So like a lot of it's just like, I, how would I have figured this out otherwise? Like that's what I've been told too about that game, and it, it's very much like happenstance. You could find it on your own, or you yeah. probably more will most likely be looking up a guide for a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of like just because of the physics of it, and because you just restart again. It's there's a lot of fun stuff where it's like this will probably kill me. Yeah, let's figure this out. And you just jump into a black hole and like something <laughs> happens. Um, so it's like, I, I can't recommend it enough. It's very good. Probably if you do everything, probably under 20 hours. Uh, but it's just like really neat and really fun and just a really strong sense of exploration. Uh, there's like, there's no combat. So like you don't have to worry about it like that. So it's, it's just exploring and doing puzzles. Nice. Um, neat music. Uh, because you find other astronauts with the music, you'll kind of hear the same stuff over and over and over again. So that gets kind of annoying after a while. Okay. Um, towards the end, I was trying to do one thing really quickly. And because it was the end uh, game, it was triggering like the end game music of like, dun, 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 and it was getting like more intense. And I needed to, uh, an audio cue to hear something. But because of, like the end game music was just blowing it out, I couldn't hear it. And I got really frustrating. Um, there's, there's a few things that like were irritating, but in the grand scheme of the whole game are considerably minor complaints yeah. for okay. how much I loved it. Awesome. Um, so I would highly recommend it to everyone and, you know, try not, try not to know anything going into it or, you know, as much as I've talked about. Yeah. Um, and then when you do hit your breaking point, don't feel bad about using a guide or a walkthrough. Cause like even, even at the end, when I figured out what to do, it took me probably about a good 20 tries to actually get it right because, like, it, it had to be so precise in some parts. 
And right. If I, didn't, if I didn't have a guide, I never would have done that. that <laughs> so, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, Outer Wilds. Awesome. Big recommendation. Uh, but that's another one where you needed the controller uh, because you needed the sensitivity of the triggers for your uh, your spaceship. Okay. Because uh, there's some parts where like, oh, you don't want to go full force. You can't. Ju- you don't want to just hit the you know, space bar on your keyboard and you're just flying full force at a planet. You want to like lightly tap it as you're landing to like, you know, use a gentle propulsion and stuff. Yeah. Um. So that's one where it's like, it's not recommended you play with a controller. You have to play with a controller. Like I can't imagine not playing that with a controller. So, um, okay. that one's really fun. Um. So I uh, bought and played that. Uh. Then uh, we talked about it before. Raw men. Yes, that the demo for that came out. The alpha build for that came oh, out. Oh God damn it! Okay, I I got to get a chance. Got to get around to playing this. For anyone who doesn't remember, it's the Splatoon game, but your men in their underwear throwing soup at each other. Yep. It's, I mean, that's it. That's the game. It's, but like for an alpha build, it's really good. Like it's a solid alpha build. God, this um, game is just so ridiculous, but it it's it looks- absurd really well done <laughs> it's like they know it's like splatoon s- it's like katamari i don't even understand this game i don't it's it's reminds me of very it's very reminiscent of some other games type of humor and i can't think of it but it's good uh because it's just it's silly and dumb and weird and it's pretty much like i feel like the entire game was just conceived from the name alone yep raw men ramen like and that's it that's what they just ran with that Yep, um, let's just do some noodly craziness. Yeah, so there's, uh, with the alpha build with the demo, there's four game modes. Um, there's like kind of like a free-for-all battle mode, like in Splatoon. And then there's like the meatball chase, where you're chasing around a giant meatball, and then once, you're, once you have the meatball, you become the meatball. So you're rolling <laughs> around like a ball. You're not pushing it, you're on it. Uh, and then you have to take the meatball back to a certain location and get points. And then the other two modes are team modes for those two modes and yeah there's power-ups you get random power-ups for like uh the the uh, uzumaki uh fish disc from like ramen um you get like uh i think it's like a wheel of cheese is one power-up you get like it's all different food power-ups and stuff um really silly when you're waiting for a game to load you can just uh click or you know, use the action button, and the guy's just doing it different poses and stuff, and they're just—it's real over the top and like zany. But I think like zany and the unironic, like it's good. It's not cringy. No, it's humor. incredibly good. They're using like little ladles to launch soup everywhere, yeah. and just like everyone's—not everyone's got a beard, but like even like or yeah, there's everyone's got facial hair. I don't. It's insane. This Some- looks really fun. Some of them are, like, some of the designs are real silly. And it's just, like, it's fun. It's a fun, silly game. And I I would like to talk more about it, but there's no one playing it right now because it's the demo alpha build, so it's not as popular. Well, so, I just I, love the phrase, become the meatball. Like, if the once, meatball. once you get the meatball, you become the meatball. Become like, the this, meatball. this game looks fantastic. It's, like, for an alpha build, like, as I am beta, for an alpha build, it's real solid. Like, this is a decent game. So, like, I don't... I, I guess there's just not enough publicity on this, but like I could easily see this being like a stream, like a Twitch heavy game where like oh it's oh, yeah. silly and wacky, but then it's also in a core gameplay, like it's solid. So like I'm I'm surprised there's not more people playing it, even the demo, because it's solid. <laughs> I, I've enjoyed it. And I've just run around in like the practice mode and like played solo games, like just trying out the controls and stuff. 
So. The description for the game is only four words, and it's perfectly accurate. Hardcore online soup shenanigans. Yeah. If that doesn't sell you on it, I don't know what will. No, that's fantastic. I, I'm glad we brought this game up a million years ago and that it's finally getting somewhere. But yeah, release date still TBD, but uh, at least you can play the demo. Yeah, it's like I said, it's rocks out. If you just want a game, if you just want to get around like four friends or six, I don't know how many you can put, hold, but like it's just fun. And like I said, I haven't even played against other people. So uh, yeah, yeah, it looks that's, great. That's a really good time. Um, something else I saw from a. Uh, Alpha Beta Gamers, uh, I saw them posting about Alpha for a Battle Royale game that actually caught my interest. I don't really care about Battle Royale games at all, um, but this one actually <laughs> was unique enough where I was like, yeah, let me give this a shot. It's called King of Crabs. I know this game. It's Battle Royale game where you play crabs. <laughs> yeah, this game looks so cool. I saw maybe some like viral, or no, it was a GIF somewhere, and I was like, okay, what fucking game is this? And yeah, it looks so good. So you've played this? Yeah, I was playing it earlier today. Um, also Alpha Build. This one's very much Alpha Build. Like, it it shows. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's a, oh, I think there's a beta. Yeah, open beta as of today. Uh, maybe I was playing the beta. It It's still in development, and it shows with this one. Ramen, like, that could be the finished game, be like, yeah, this is fine. But, like, King of Crabs is like, ooh, the connection and lag between, like, players is real nasty. Oh, like, it's, darn. It's tough to play. Um, basic premise, though, is you're in a tide pool. You're a crab. Fight to survive. Yes! That's it. It's so good. I mean, the graphics look fantastic. Like, the crustaceans are so realistic. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, the, what were those games we were playing? The, um... Those .io games. Not yes, agar.io, hold.io. There's a million of them. As they, it's, uh, it's one of those where you just drop in. Um, it's for Steam, so it'll take your Steam name. Okay. Uh, but you just drop in, and you just run around. The way you attack people is just getting close enough to them, and it auto-attacks. Or you click on them to target them, but yeah, it's, um, you just auto-attack. And yeah, you just run around getting treasure and health and like food, and that gets you bigger. And you get bigger and bigger as a crab. And you rack up a score, and whoever has the highest score is just king of the crabs. So you have a little crown, and um, you can get different weapons. I, I I believe everyone's a crab. I believe all of the human players are crabs. And then there's a bunch of NPC other crustaceans. Oh, so really? Like, like lobster? Lobster, pistol shrimps, smaller crabs, hermit crabs. Uh, but I believe everyone is a brown crab. Or at least when I finished... It said, like, oh, you won the game as a brown crab. And I was like, oh, maybe there's other classes or races you could play as later or something. Well, that's the thing with most of those, like, Agar and Hole.io games. Like, as you do, like, progress and get higher scores, you stuff. unlock the different types. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but because it just came out, I assume everyone's just crabs right now. That makes sense. Okay. But it is, it's a silly concept. It wasn't that, like, it looked decent, like, when I was playing it. Like, the graphics look like that what you see so it's like it ain't bad no it's not it's really good and they say like they have a warning saying like we recommend you have a good internet connection it's like that's out of my hands it's an oligopoly we can't control the internet yeah um but it was like real laggy when i'd click on stuff or like i'd be walking somewhere and then my crab would just kind of teleport a few frames in front of me i'm like my internet's not great, but, like, it should be handling this. Well, the reason I think it... I see somewhere where they're saying in a battle up to 100 other players. Yeah. So if that's the case, no wonder. <laughs> it makes sense with, like, Hagar.io when you're just a circle. 
and everyone yeah, and maybe was just twenty people or something. I don't even know. I think Agar was like a hundred, but you oh, were just, it was okay. You were literally just dots. Like, that's true. Uh, yeah, you know, that was very it. simple. They, these are pretty well rendered models, so like I'm not surprised it's having trouble. Right. But I know th- I know that's going to be the biggest hurdle for playing it. Because well, like I'm thinking of like a Rocket League match, you're depending on six people to stay online to play a game, and there's plenty of time when people just drop out like left oh, and yeah. right, and you're like, oh god damn it, and it's that's only on six people. <laughs> Yeah, this is, like, really ambitious for this kind of mode. Yeah. Um, because, like, the map's pretty decently sized. I'm not going to say huge, but you're also a very small crab, so, like, relative. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, like, for how much stuff there is in there, loading it all the time, having a bunch of NPCs, like, controlled uh, characters as well, as well as the human characters, like, it's going to chug, and that's going to be really difficult to do with connection for everyone. So... Um, I'm interested to see where it goes. It wasn't like, that was my biggest complaint with it. If they're able to stabilize the connection, it's fine. It's a solid game. Um, so it's real silly and I can't imagine it, you know, with all those battle Royale, like agar games where it's like, eh, after a few times I'm done with it. Like, I already yeah. Oh, it. for sure. It's, it's real novelty. And when the novelty runs off, I don't know if there's any substantial gameplay there to keep you. Maybe yeah. some people just get hooked to it. Maybe it's just something they zone out and zen, you know, get real zen with and play it while they're not well, thinking. Even as we're talking about this, I was like, man, I want to fire up Hole.io. I like it. I think it's one of those, yeah, I'll get into it for a little bit and then completely forget about it and be like, oh, yeah, I did enjoy that and maybe play it a little bit. But it's not like one of those that like, you need to consistently play like it's your favorite game. Maybe some people feel that way. There's not going to be a competitive esports scene for this. <laughs> right. Um, but the progression might like hook people enough where it's like, oh, let me keep going and unlock the next uh, model or whatever. But one thing that's fun is there's like treasures and stuff. So I became king of the crabs because I just found a treasure that just had a shitload of gold in it. And you were king based on how how high your score is. So I wasn't even the biggest crab, but it was just I had the highest score because I just found a bunch of loot. Um, and then when you're king, you get a little crown. So like that that's about it. It doesn't really do anything, but it's just fun competition part of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can get weapons and shields. So it's funny like running around seeing a, you know, a crab with a... a trash can lid in one pincer and then just a pocket knife in the other <laughs> um there's like slappy hands like those little plastic hands on a stick you can like w- wiggle around and it does like a slapping noise like that's a weapon nice um and they're just in random boxes so it's like if you find another crab with a weapon just run like you're not winning that fight because they're so strong yeah um i found just a straight up axe like a fireman's axe and just killed everything in my path like that's amazing so um you know they probably gotta balance that out maybe make them weaker so they break faster um something like that because like if they have a weapon no matter what that weapon is they're already better than you um and it was fun just running around but since you don't have control it's just movement and um when you're fighting at times one of your crabs will be flipped over and be on their back and crabs aren't notoriously great for getting off of their back so when you're flipped over as far as I can tell, you're just dead. Like, I haven't seen anyone recover because you get flipped over when you're in a fight. And if you're on a, in a fight on your back, your per, your enemy's just going to lay into you. So you just die right away. So I don't know if there's a reason why you go on your back. I don't know if it's like you have stamina. You have a stamina bar for, like, running. Maybe mm-hmm. if your stamina's low enough, you don't have enough strength to, like, stand upright. So you flip over. I don't, it didn't make that clear. But when you're on your back, you're pretty much dead. Like, that's it. So... 
uh, and when you're playing, you get health. So if you get enough hearts, um, your health re- regenerates on its own, but then you like eat fruit and stuff to regenerate faster. But then you have like lives, which are hearts. And if yeah. you have enough lives, you can get back into the battle royale and keep going. Or you can just quit whenever you want. So okay. it does give you it doesn't give you a nice way to like keep going um if you earned enough skills or got enough hearts in match or just quit whenever you get bored of it. Okay. Um like I said, it it my only real complaint is the internet connection. Other than that, like this seems like it could be a solid I game. wonder if they're like, our game's perfect. It's you, Brand, get better internet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, it might be. My internet's kind of <laughs> shit, so I'm not denying that. But right. I, I saw a bunch of other characters like also lagging, like when they're running and stuff, and clipping into each other and stuff. Um, so I, I think a big part of like the rest of their development is going to be just stabilizing it. Um, so I'll be interested to see where that goes. It was like fun, but I, those games are a very short-lived novelty for me. So I don't, I, yeah. I uninstalled it right away. But like, yeah, I could see someone definitely just getting into that the same way they did with like Brawl IO was another one, or uh, yeah, Agar IO and stuff. So. Yeah, uh, it was fun and silly, and impressive how much work went into one of those games. Um, and then the last thing, last game I played uh, was Hades. So I was talking about like I played a bit of it here and there. Yeah. Last week they released their final patch, like their final big update for Hades, and then the last update after this is going to be just the full release of the game because it's still in early access. Oh, okay. So it was an early access for uh, Origin Store. Or for Epic Game Store, and then it came to Steam, and that's when a lot of people jumped on it. Uh, so it's still in early access, and then the next update is going to be its final release sometime this year. Cool. And this update uh, f- updated uh, Chiron, who's like the fairy boatman for you know Greece mythology um, or Greek mythology, and he got his he got his final skin. So earlier in the game. Uh, all the characters look the same, or like some of the NPCs look just like a cloaked figure and really no details to them. And with each update, they've been revealing like what the character actually looks like, like the, the, the character art and the design for them. And yeah, Chiron looks fucking amazing. I mean, it, they all look amazing. It's all very well done. It's by Super Giant Games, who've done Bastion and Transistor and Pyre. So, like, phenomenal track record with the studio. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, with this last update, they've got a few new features. You can fight Chiron in a battle. Like, you can try and steal some of the gold from him and then fight him. Um, there's a new shield of Beowulf. There's a bow of Rama. And then the adamant rail, which is just a gun. You can just get a gun in Hades and fight, <laughs> you know, Greek monsters. Nice. Um, which, the bow and the rail I have problems with because they're ranged weapons, but you have to be stationary to use them. Like, you stand and shoot them. And being stationary sucks in a bullet hell. Oh, yeah. So that's always, like, my complaint where I'm like, I want to use these, but they're not, like, you know, the second you stop moving, you die. You take damage. So those are rough to use. And then the, the shield is great because you can actually block damage and stuff and survive longer. So those are my best. Shield's my best weapon, and then the ranged ones are my worst. Um, but the new aspect... So you have, all the, you have all the weapons, and they're all aspects of you. Like, they're all your base forms. And then they have different aspects of, like... Uh, the bow of Hera, and that does a special feature. And Hera's the go- goddess of, I think, childbirth and stuff. Zeus's wife. Um, you get a sword. There's like a sword of Poseidon. Um, like I said, the shield. You get the shield of Beowulf. Damn. So you get all you get all the weapons of like previous gods or other like giant mythic Greek mythological mythological feature uh, figures. Yeah. And then the last version of each weapon is of a different 
uh, mythological figure from another country's like uh, history. So the spear you get is the spear of Guan Yu, which as a big Dynasty Warrior fan, I fucking love that one. That <laughs> nice. Um, the sword you get Excalibur. It's the you know aspect of King Arthur. Hell yeah. Um, and then I'm just building it up because the adamant rail, the gun, the last aspect aspect of the adamant rail is just Lucifer. So <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, all these figures are like you know leaders in like actual history or like then Satan himself ascend up to godhood like Guan Yu becomes the god of war and stuff or like Beowulf and then yeah Lucifer I'm like huh I wasn't expecting that one yeah that one caught me off guard um so there's only one you get like gloves like punching gloves uh I forget their actual title um but yeah for like quick jabs and stuff yeah and that that's the only one that doesn't have its last aspect revealed uh that's gonna be revealed with the full launch of the game and I don't know where they're going with that, because the Lucifer one really just threw a curveball into it. So I'm just like, where are we going, guys? Yep. Um, but yeah, so there's an update with that. There's, like, new enemies, new game. Like, they updated, like, a ton of shit with it. With each update, it's always a lot of stuff, because Supergiant's a good studio, and they make good content. Um, so yeah, I've, I've it's been, like, a week since that update came out, and I think I've already done all of the new stuff already Damn. Like, within this last week. And I, now I have, like, 105 hours in 80s. So, like, it's a good game. Yeah, I was going to say, you must enjoy it. <laughs> and I don't like early access games. Like, I, I've been an advocate against early access stuff. Notoriously Battle Royale bullshit or crafting survival bullshit games that just, like, Ark, are still in early access. And it's just an excuse for them to be shitty. Yeah. And they just leech off you. Because you can't release DLC for a game if it's not finished. So... That just annoys the hell me with Ark of like, we're still early access, but here's three DLC packs. Like, no. Finish There's the just game. some level of irony, though, knowing like the game's not technically out yet. It's like, but I got 105 hours in it. Yeah, it's uh, but I mean, like with Hades, it's good. Like, it's good. Like I, this last update is the only update I, that actually caused problems. Yeah. So um, there's like traps on the floor and some of the smaller enemies, like these little skulls that float around the very weak, like one hit they die. Um, those were invisible for me for like four days. Oh, they were just damn. invisible because of the recent update. And like it broke some of the graphic stuff. Um, so stuff was like clipping off, like the, you know, the death screen was clipping a bit and was like cut down. Um, but then I found out the update kind of broke it, but it broke. It was my specific thing. Once I like scanned it in steam for like file uh, integrity, it fixed it. Okay. So, and like since that like update, they have released uh, like two patches fixing some of the stuff that it did break. That's or, like, good. Rebalancing and stuff. So they're very yeah. active on it. They're very like they're taking care of it even post uh, update. So very good. Like Hades is a solid game, and it's been a solid game for months now, maybe a year. Like the fact that it's it's still technically early access is blowing my mind because <laughs> shit shit's good. Um. But yeah, so I, I've been real deep into Hades because, like I said, it's a roguelike and I can do other stuff. Like, I've had high key playing in the background. I've been playing Hades the last, like, week straight. Very cool. Yeah, I did forget to mention a game during my discussion. I knew I would. I've also dived into the game Dreams for PS4. Oh, but yeah. The thing is, like, I didn't buy the full game. I must have just had a demo somewhere downloaded and I'm like, okay, let's give this a go. And wow, it is a, <laughs> a psychedelic, one, like, 
I don't know. Like, well, the opening sequence of the game is just very just trippy of like this weird little narrator being like, look at this dream verse we're exploring and blah, blah, blah. And it does get like, it's very reminiscent of like a little big planet in a yeah, way. Yeah. And you get to the point in the game where it's like, okay, now do you want to create or do you want to explore other people's creations? And I'm like, I am way too lazy to create. Let's check out what other people have made. And I dived into like a couple, uh, one that sticks out to me was one called like ball world adventures. And it was <laughs> essentially like a super monkey ball, but like, you're just like a little marble going on like this really challenging, steep, uh, level that someone created. And yeah, it's insane how in depth you can go with your creations in this game. Cause they had like, I don't know, like a title screen with like uh, options to like select which, uh, uh, level select, or do you want to like change different settings and stuff? And then you go to the level select and I don't know, it was very in depth. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking forward to the creation aspect of this, but man, I feel like you can get super lost in it. But like I said, haven't gone down that road just yet. Uh, and I only have the demo. So I, I'm curious at what kind of limitations there are, but overall, wow, this game's nuts. It's actually made by the same people that did Little Big Planet Media. Oh Molecule. no, shit! Okay, yeah. So that's why I definitely get that charm of like, oh, you can make whatever you want, even though everything's kind of like fuzzy and like felt and like it yes. feels like a toy sort of thing. Like, yeah, it's by the same studio. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's very much like a creation. Like, it's like an engine. It's not like Super Mario Maker or Little Big Planet, where it's like, oh, make your own side scrolling state. Like, it's like an engine. Where you it really is. Anything you can make your own tools to then later make a level with. So. I think it's definitely going to be one of those games where, like, out of everyone that buys it, maybe about 85% of them just play levels other people make. Yeah. And then 15% actually make those levels because, I mean, A, there's already so much stuff because they did uh, such a long beta for the game where they let select people in and, you know, work on it and play with it and stuff. So by the time that it launched, there's already a ton of levels already made by people. Yeah. Um, and then there's some pre-made uh, levels by the developers themselves that are actually pretty solid. But there's one that's called um, Kaiju, I believe, where you're like a giant salamander monster, like Godzilla, yeah. you're running through and like, wow, this is really good. But it's one, it's one that people were following for a while, showing you like the full extent of how much you can do and stuff. And it's not perfect. You know, you destroy a building and it dissolves into blocks, and you can see like the basic you know, tools he used to make it. So it's not oh for sure. It's not perfect, but it's definitely like someone made this and it's not until you go into the actual level creation or the game creation tools yourself where you learn how to do all that do you realize how much time it takes yes and that's what i i'm like almost hesitating do i even want to do that or do i just like leave that untouched but then again i feel like the last time we brought up this game or even mario maker like when the game gives you the ability to like be like make your level and share it with the world it makes me think like let's make an abts hellscape level that everyone could go get lost in while they listen to the podcast you get right on that yeah yeah well that's the thing it'll just be unfortunate boy and guy fieri (laughs) but like those are some, like that's the thing not everything uh, in dreams is like a game some of them are just like like a diorama or like just a small video someone makes where you don't actually play anything it just plays something someone made like i remember seeing like a wallace and gromit thing was made or like the first level of mario 64 and it looks terrible but like the once you once you go into the creation and see that it takes like 3 hours to make a ball and for it to make a ball that acts like a ball, oh god! You yeah. realize you appreciate how much people put into those games. But for some sure, of the, 
some of them are just weird, like acid trip, like like yes video things. Like there's some of them are real fucking weird, man. Yeah. So well, I think I one do of them appreciate like, that. One of them is run away from Naruto as he tries to kiss you. Like that's the game. So. Okay, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's the thing. It's like everything else on the internet where it's like someone put like a week of their life into this game into this dumb meme. Like they devoted so much time and put that's this dumb, one dumb thing, thing I love about the game too is it will give you the statistics right there of how many people have played this level. So it's like, oh, a hundred and seventy five thousand people played this. I'm like, what? And it's yeah. like that collectively adds up to four years of game time uh, played in just this one game. And I'm like, this just that blows my mind to think like in those terms. Yeah, it's it's wild and dreams is. Yeah, I agree. Dreams is definitely going to be something like, I don't know if I want to get into it, but I definitely want to keep my eye on it to see what the people who do get into it. I had to dip a toe, and now it's got my interest, and I most likely will be spending the money on the full game, but I do want to just maybe get a little more familiar with the demo before I go down that path. And like I said, I'm on such a Dragon Ball kick still. I want to finish (laughs) Kakarot and maybe check out Xenoverse for freaking $4. Why not? Hey, find out what's in the Dreams collection for Dragon Ball Z. Oh, I know for great a fact suggestion. There's some levels in there. And, oh, awesome. Hey, maybe maybe it's weird. Maybe you play as Goku's tail after it gets cut off and you're just jumping around as a tail. Like, Oh, no. Maybe Bulma marries Yamcha and never has trunks. Oh, God. My fanfic. Oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, I did have to mention that. It, it was like a big game that people were keeping their eye on. And then when it came out, it was kind of quiet because Sony just had no idea how to market it. Because how do you? Like, it's no, hard to yeah, even talk about. Very so, bizarre and yeah. unique. It's crazy. But I guess that's the video game discussion for this week. I mean, we have a lot of things that's going on in the news that is all heavily video game related, but uh, where do we want to begin with that? Yeah, like we've talked about before, it's like it, it was supposed to be E3, but because it's all online stuff, like kind of got disjointed. Now people are just releasing, you know, big announcements for games whenever the company feels like. So, yep. Uh, it seems like this summer there's always something to talk about every episode. Um, for me, we uh, talked about it before in the past, Ooblets, where it's a very uh, cute, chibi uh, game that's kind of like Stardew Valley slash Animal Crossing slash Pokemon. Yeah, where I get you're, all those vibes. Where you're just like walking around a little village doing very mundane tasks, kind of living like an idealistic life, but then you have little creatures that follow you and you can do fights with them and stuff. Um, talked about it before because it got a lot of attention for being a game in development that looked really cute and neat. Uh, and then we talked about it again when the developers said, like, hey, we're going to be releasing exclusively on the Epic Game Store, uh, like on Origin, when we release for PC. And, uh, you know, of course, gamers got mad because they're shitty. Uh, but then the developers responded back with an equally shittier tone. And it kind of blew up in their face. And everyone's like, hey, we understand you're doing this for the, you know, exclusivity deal for Epic Game Store. And, like, you need money. But, like, the press letter they or press release they uh, showed really just showed how to touch how out of touch the developers were and just like r- like really kind of showed them in a shitty light and like I said we've all been on the internet we all know how terrible Twitter and the YouTube comments are and how shitty uh, not, uh, anonymity makes people yeah but this was like a public release like from the company and the devs like you know who are releasing a game who need good PR so it's like wow you really just went at it and like you didn't have anyone proofread this saying hey maybe this is a bad idea yeah shot yourself in the foot yeah 
But we talked about that earlier this year, and earlier this year feels like 30 years ago. So oh, we've all forgotten about that incident. Yep. Um, but, you know, was that a shitty thing for them to do? Sure. But the internet's full of shitty people. So there's a lot of other developers out there who are much worse for much worse things. Um, anyway, long roundabout way of saying Ooglets is coming into early access uh, July 15th. So so should I support this? <laughs> <laughs> it, like, they don't seem like they eat children. Like, they don't seem like monsters. It just seems like whoever released that statement was just in a pissy mood and yeah. probably should have held off for a week before responding to everyone. So this is more of a, they were in a bad headspace. They didn't actually do anything. They were just acting kind of shitty. So I gotcha. Um, but it definitely hurt their like PR for a good while. But then the rest of 2020 happened, and it's like, okay, never mind. Other stuff's more important. For so, sure. Uh, but yeah, if you want like a QC sort of Animal Crossing slash Pokemon game, check out Ooplets, the early access. Uh, this one isn't video game related, but it's anime related, so I might as well throw oh. it out there. Full-size Evangelion statue appears at Japanese theme park <sighs> with entry plug synchronization tests. What? You ain't getting uh, me in that. Dude, that is like a dream come true, though, for like Evangelion fans. I feel like, I don't know, it's a very huge franchise, uh, but yeah. I just think the whole idea of getting inside of one of them, uh, I just would, yeah, it'd be a little scary. But yeah, that's the thing that our article said, like, oh, it's going to be uh, opening to the public like later this year. It's like, will it? Will it? We'll oh, see. that too. We'll yeah. see about that. And- um if you're familiar with the anime, the tank fills up with a liquid oxygen oh, that you have God. to breathe. So uh, hopefully they don't drown kids. <laughs> no, I don't think it's like a functional suit. I think it's just you get synchronization it. test. Uh, ran- <laughs> as, as someone who just watched that series recently. Yeah, fuck that. I ain't getting it. Nothing good happens to anyone that gets in one of those suits. So uh, why would you're I not wrong? <laughs> <laughs> why would I ever go near that thing? Um, oh, yeah, man. that's definitely really cool. Uh, not anime per se, but in line with animation and um, bringing back an old series, Clone High is officially getting a reboot. Yeah, I keep seeing this, and I'm like, I don't think I remember it from when it first came out. So can you bring me up yeah. to speed on what this is? So around like 2004, 2005, like around the early 2000s. Oh, that era of time I don't remember? No, I'm just <laughs> Yes, we already went over this. Um, MTV tried to have just like an animation block for like teenagers to like early 20 year old adults like you know an animation block not for kids explicitly but not adult swim where it's just like weird um so they had like a 3d spider-man show that wasn't that bad it was weird but it wasn't that bad huh. um and they had a bunch of other stuff one of them was clone high basic premises in the title kind of um a guy figured out how to clone people cloned a bunch of people from history and then put them in a high school together that's it there's no real reason for it. He just did wow. it because he's a mad scientist. Okay. Um, so it, the main character is Abe Lincoln, who's like a weird, awkward teen. His goth uh, best friend is Joan of Arc, who's in love with him. Uh, but Abe Lincoln has a crush on Cleopatra, who's dating JFK. And then God wow. is there, who's just a fucking wild card. So, Oh, just like he is in uh, Age of Empires? Or no, what, it, what fucking game is that? Civilization. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but the cool thing about this is... Um, there was actually a clone, a clone high movie poster in Into the Spider Verse, in uh, from when Spider Gwen comes from her universe. You can see it in the background. Really, that's cool. That's because uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord, who were executive producers on Into the Spider Verse, who've done the Lego movies, 
um, who've done Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, who've done 21 and 22 Jump Street. All fantastic fucking movies. I recommend all of them. They created Clone High back in the day. So it's that type of humor. If you like any of those movies, it's that type of humor, but just weird historical figures. So I'm, for the people who watched it, it seems like everyone loved it, but it seems like a lot of people didn't watch it, which is probably why I got canceled. Yeah. So I'm I'm very excited for that. That's why. Yeah, I'm definitely going to give it a chance. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to keep an eye on, especially now that uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord are a bigger name now, so they probably got a bigger budget and stuff. Um, what else is going on? Uh, while we're talking about the weird shit, you probably don't want to talk about this, so I'll take the bullet. Uh-oh. Um, someone made a butt plug that responds to the switch. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> wait, how the, and why? Um, because like, they can. It responds to the twitches in oh like it, vibrations. The vibration. Yeah. So when, oh, when the yeah. switch vibrates, the bump like vibrates. So um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Shit's gonna get weird. The world we live in. Hey. Do you like Animal Crossing? It just got a lot more pleasurable. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Oh god. But that's a kid's game, Brand damn it. <laughs> I mean Adults play. They're all adults in Animal There's no babies in Animal Crossing. They're all adults that live on their own. So, like, whatever. It's just a sadistic time, I suppose. <laughs> I, I believe it's the opposite of this. I think it's just pure pleasure. Well, self-love. Yeah, do what you gotta do, folks. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Careful which games you play with that, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if controller drift will affect anything. <laughs> Oh, God, that's, mm. <laughs> you have it in and you're just like, your appendix starts vibrating. Like, oh, God damn it. Drift. I got mine removed, thank God. <laughs> yeah, there you go, you're safe. Uh, what else is there? Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn, the sequel got announced with the PS5. It's getting a PC port. Oh, so, good. That'll be fun to look forward to for everyone. More that, people can play, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, get, get, you know, the hype and get a taste for it before PS5 comes out. For sure. Oh, one I wanted to mention was a game that I saw a teaser for called Round Guard. It's a bouncy dungeon crawler coming to Steam, and it's essentially <laughs> like Peggle, but like a roguelike yeah. dungeon crawler. I don't honestly. I'm like still like even after watching the the trailer, I'm like, how is this game gonna function? But I am interested, and I do want to play it. Anything like Peggle, I'm sold. Like like you said in our Slack channel, like oh, Peggle's all you needed, and it's true yeah. because I'm a big Peggle fanboy. And it's been years since I really uh, played a Peggle game, so this looks pretty fun and cute, and also just like yeah, just dark and dungeony. I saw Dungeon Crawler and like Rogue like I was like, oh, those are up my alley. Let me see what this is. And, and then I saw, saw Peggle. I was like, oh, like I don't got anything against Peggle, but like that's not gonna sell me on it, right? Rogue like is like Dungeon Crawler is like procedural. Like, it goes from room to room, and it's in quote a dungeon. Right, and then roguelike can be just a very ubiquitous term because it just means every time you play, it, something's different. Randomized, and, yeah. Yeah, the scale of what is different doesn't matter; just something is different. So it might just be the enemies you face, and the order of enemies you face is different, or the prize you get from beating those enemies is different, or so the like, the layout of the pegs of the peggle board yeah. are in different positions. Exactly. Yeah. So like it. it Roguelike can be a can mean a lot of thing and nothing at the same time. So it's like, eh, we'll see. Well, I'd rather see the game, you know, when it's released before uh, jumping on board with it right away. 
For sure. I just have a feeling I, I it looks You'll fun and I'm yeah. going to enjoy it, but I just think I'll probably end up just walking, uh, turning back to Peggle and being like, this is really what I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, and, um, real quick, Last of Us 2. It's a lot, a lot of hot, hot, heated discussions going on with that game. It, it's only gotten worse. Well, that's the um, thing. I feel like when we first discussed it, we're like, oh yeah, the general consensus is everyone hates it. Now that it's been out for a solid couple weeks, I've seen nothing but positive stuff. So it's like, I, it's literally it's, been a 180. It's kind of there's, strange. There's backlash because of the working conditions from Naughty Dogs before the game was even released. And then there's backlash against the backlash, which is people just saying all positive stuff to counteract. And then there's backlash to that backlash saying that's just fake. They're only reacting to negatives as a stimulus. <laughs> so like, it gets messy real fast. Especially yeah. with like, you know, the internet and millions of people and billions of people reacting all on social media, which is a plague on our existence. Um, yeah. I'll say, though, uh, like, looking at Polygon, there's a few articles where, like, one of them was, like, Last of Us 2 is a battle, is a minefield full of discussion. I was, like, the last five articles on your website are about Last of Us 2. You're not helping. Like, you're contributing to that minefield. Don't start wagging your finger at people about this. Yep. Um, that's the exact Ludo narrative uh, dissonance that I had a problem with Last of Us. Yes. Uh, being part of the problem and then shaming us for that problem. Uh, anyway. Um, I'm bringing it up because I remember seeing a video about the accessibility for people who were playtesting it early on and got early key, uh, copies of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't get it. Like this, there's one guy, I didn't watch the full video, but he was like crying in his video saying like, this is, I've never had this level of accessibility before for someone who has like special needs when playing a game. And like, it's, I, I feel heard and represented finally in a game. And like, I can actually enjoy this game fully without wow. being hindered by like, Color color blindness seems to be the biggest. I've seen that that's, in a lot of that's games. That's me. I'd suffer in many... Uh, like, it's very... Uh, I don't know if there's, like, degrees of colorblindness, but yeah, like, every time I've gone, I've been told I am colorblind, and there's been certain games where I will toggle the colorblind options, and sometimes it will be like, wow, that is very helpful, and other times it'll be like, that's this nice. is very, almost to the point where it's, like, so noticeable that I'm like, this is distracting. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, it ruins the game because yes. of how yeah um so yeah i don't have any real problems with this so it's it's never been a real issue for me but yeah it's stuff like that color blindness seems to be the biggest one i've seen in games where they'll be like oh here's a colorblind mode yeah um and there are other there are other ones where it's like subtitles is always a big one like people think like oh accessibility of the subtitles that's accessibility like that's you know my hearing's not great if i have to play something without headphones i'm gonna put subtitles on yeah um stuff like that um i saw an article uh summarizing the accessibility uh, features in the last of us two. And they said, quote, it's too, there's too much to list. And I said, what are you talking? Like if you're writing an article about all the accessible features, why aren't you listing them? I went to the website cause I don't have the game. I went to the website and looked at all the accessible stuff. I, it's too many to list. It literally is like, I'm going to, we're going to have to link to this. Cause that's hard to, to comprehend. It's so much. Like, I don't, like, they must have reworked the, they must have made, like, three different versions of this game to have so many features, like, to be able to have so much of these uh, accessibility features on. Like, I get how that guy was overwhelmed now in that video, because, like, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, that's what I mean. They really care about the player then, and it makes me curious if they had as many, well, probably not as many, but the similar features in the first game. I can, I can tell you right away, no, not the first one. Um, yeah but it clearly shows like hey we're listening to you know audiences yeah moving in the right direction so it's just like i 
there's n- I can't imagine another game competing with this level of accessibility. <laughs> like right. I I didn't look through all of them because there's so many, but I'm pretty confident you could play this game if you're blind just from the vibrations and the like. There's so many. So like with all the discourse that's going on with Last of Us 2, people being shitty for, you know, they don't like the story, they don't like the game, this, that, like rumors, like, you know, once again all the naughty dog uh, employee stuff is like rumors. We don't have actual facts about it, or it's you know he says she says, so we can't be certain about it. We can be certain about the accessibility features in the game and how much effort they put into it being as accessible as possible for everyone. So you know, not forgiving them for all the shitty stuff they may or may not have done or whatever, but but definitely this kudos. is certainly very impressive. Yeah, that so, makes sense. I at least wanted to you know, having not played it and just read the story, we kind of like you know poo-pooed on it a little bit but you know how much it exploded this is definitely incredibly impressive and well done on their part definitely oh for sure yeah i think that might do it for this episode though uh, i'm glad we had this discussion uh let's wrap this one games up to play for i know it's crazy Look uh, at what we uh, almost filled the whole show which is gameplay talk which it's kind of uh unusual listener but uh <laughs> Let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Uh, we mentioned anime. Can't go any further without hearing about your anime <laughs> podcast. Yes, I do an anime podcast called Are Weeb There Yes? W-E-B. Um, we watch three episodes of a show or we watch an anime movie and we recap it while giving our discussion a little insight on it. Um, it's mostly us recommending shows to our main host, a friend of mine. Um, he never watches any of them. It's never going to happen at this point. If anything, this show has driven him further away from anime than ever before. That's a shame. But this is also a good show for testing the waters of any anime or like any movies you're kind of interested in, but you're not sure if you want to commit to. Like uh, One Piece, something that has 900 episodes, or you know maybe something easier like Haikyuu, which has like 30 or 40 episodes. Like, Do I want to commit this time to it? Listen to this you know, hour-long podcast and we'll give you like, yeah, this is worth checking out. So, Have you guys done Evangelion yet? No, Evangelion's a special one. It especially has to because be. there's the original, and the original dub was hard to find. It's easier now with the internet, but you know, like back in the day, it was like notoriously hard to find. Yeah. Um, then they brought it to Netflix, but because of weird licensing bullshit, they had to redub it all. I don't know if they had to, but they did. Yeah, they did. Um, and the dub, and that dub is objectively worse because they change. Not only are the, voices are subjective. I, I got no problems with the voices they picked. But the tra- they retranslated it for some reason, and I've actually changed dialogue in the show. Noticeably, one of the last episodes is a very impactful scene that was redubbed. I won't spoil it, but it does change the course of that story. So oh, wow. the redub is bad for a number of reasons. Most of them subjective. Some of them are objective. So yeah, that because that's such a big monumental, uh, monumentous uh, franchise, and like. We're trying to figure out what to do with that. I'm thinking we do one episode of the original sub, one episode of the original dub, and then one episode of the new Netflix dub. Okay. Just to get, like, the full range of it. But, like, yeah, some of the bigger shows we're still figuring out. That makes sense. Yeah, I just, I'm wondering if that'll be the one that'll hook him. Absolutely fucking not. I know. <laughs> I didn't get hooked till like, episode 16 of that show, and there's only, like, 30 episodes. That's true. <laughs> You're not wrong. But, but yeah, listeners, definitely give that show a listen. And if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places at ABT Silence. Uh, I do want to get back to Twitch streaming. I'm we'll see if it ever Persona happens. I'm going to try with Persona 4. I'm going to try with Persona 4. 
yeah, keep your fingers crossed. Give us a follow there just in case. Uh, but yeah, that's basically, uh, oh, and I have a record label. It's missedoutrecords.com. Uh, some really cool cassettes and vinyl for sale over there. And in fact, I'll just mention it briefly because it's something I'm very excited about, but there might be in the works, uh, missed out records exclusive guitar pedal that I'm like working mm. with a friend of mine to, craft and they're going to be very special but that's just uh something to hype people up if you have any interest there but there's only going to be like five of them made so don't miss out you gotta (laughs) you really gotta pay attention uh give us a follow on instagram and all that but that's going to do it for this week thanks so much for tuning in we'll be back next time see ya see ya